Hi and welcome to the podcast, you're having tea with Alice. This week's episode was recorded in Melbourne last week with Nick Kappa, who's an old comedy colleague uh, of mine and he's moved from Sydney to Melbourne. We had a bit of a chat while I was there and it was very nice to catch up with him. His mind works in mysterious ways and I always enjoy his insights into things. I um, also would like to say that I am recording some new podcasts. I'm in Splendour in the Grass at the moment in the North Byron Parklands. It's very beautiful. There are a lot of interesting comedians here and I hope to lure them into my tent and make them do podcasts with me. It's always fun to be here, to be a VIP, to feel like you're kind of behind the scenes of a big event and um, they give you free snacks, which is cool. If you want to email me, alicerfraser at gmail.com or tweet me on at alliterative... I would love to hear from you. That'd be really nice. Uh, Things at home are... (laughs) They're happening. They're going. It's all still... Everyone's still alive, which is good. I would like you to enjoy the podcast, so I will let you listen to it, and uh, I'll see you next week. You're having tea with Alice. Well, of necessity, you have a different opinion from most people about the value of work versus the values of happiness, which is what most comedians have. Yeah. There are a few comedians, I think, that are comedians because they can't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think you're one of those people. No, no, I, I don't know if, like, well, I don't, it's not like I have a... It's not like, oh, yeah, I can just wake up and be a successful comedian. Like, uh, I don't think I, I want to be a comedian. You know, I think it's easy to say that, but also, I mean, to be a comedian, you need to work really hard as well, and I've got to work a lot harder. But also, like, I just do it for the creative... I, I, I think I'd like to be, like, a curator of something. Okay. Or something like that, or... a more of a creative person than a than a, just a comedian, you know? Okay. Like a yeah, just a creative man, I guess. You know, <laughs> just involved in heaps of different stuff. Right I, I don't I don't think I want to break down to just comedy. At the same time though, I guess like without sounding like a I don't know, like I'm blowing my own horn or something, I guess people get a kick out of watching me perform. You're a very good just performer. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I I think you're very correct on, like, some comics, you just, like, when I have friends that meet comics, they're like, oh, that guy is just annoying, or, (laughs) I was talking to a comic the other day, (laughs) and he said most comics are confident fuck-ups, like, confident fuck-ups, that's an interesting way to put it, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, that's, yeah, I agree. Yeah, most yeah. are. But, but I don't know about most. I think there yeah. is a. Pro- I mean, there's there's a proportion yeah. of people that stand out, and you mm. look at them and you talk to them and you think you could be nothing but yeah. what you are now. Yeah. And that has a value to it. Yeah. But I don't know how much I respect that. Yeah. Which is a shitty thing to say. Like, if you're born to be a comedian and that's all yeah. you could ever do and all you'd be good yeah. at. Yeah. Like, I have respect for that. You can't deny how funny those people are. Yeah. 
but maybe because I'm the opposite. I'm somebody who's not naturally funny, but I want to be funny and I work hard at it. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for people who I can see having done that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, we were talking the other day about this... Uh, I, read, I watched this documentary on Tony Hawk's skateboard crew. Awesome. And to, Tony Hawk got bagged out for so long because he wasn't a drinker or a smoker or anything or he wasn't a party animal. He just loved skateboarding. And he, was, he had no style. Yeah. He was a tall, gangly dude. Yeah. But he, he had all the tricks that were really good and he'd always pull out new tricks. He was always doing new tricks, you know. Yeah. But people just... Like, he was too good, you know, and people just bagged him out all the time because of his consistency, where there were skaters that weren't... The tricks weren't good, but they had more style, and they were rock stars, you know? Yeah, they had, yeah, yeah. had the long hair, and, you know, they looked beautiful when they skated, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and they drank and they partied. Um, but there's only so so long that, so far, that takes you, you know? Yeah, Like, certainly. working hard takes you to the top. There's a know? demographic of people who are in the creative arts who are in it for the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For as long as the lifestyle lasts, which isn't that yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes. Unless, like, um, if you're in it because you want to be able to wake up at midday, Yeah. then I don't think you'll get very far. Yeah, or... Yeah, some people some people are just naturals, and they that does that's get them far, and... But also, that's that's how they work hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they might do more work in two hours than what we do in eight hours, you know? I guess it's cool watching a guy like Ronnie Cheng because he's, like, he's got both sides. Like, he's naturally funny. He's and amazing, he, And yeah. he writes for, like, I don't know, yeah, a couple of hours a day or maybe... I th- someone told me eight hours a day. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's, I, wouldn't, I would not uh, dispute it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be, yeah... But yeah, I guess that's a true. But then also coming down to Melbourne and stuff, uh, there's a lot of comics here and they just do it for fun and they do it for a social life. And uh, Do they have other jobs? Yeah, yeah. But they just love the social life and their friends and everyone's brought together. And I think that's great too, you know. I, I love it. That's a totally valid uh, way, to, way to be. And it's also the kind of thing that's going to lead to a more diverse and dynamic scene. I think it yeah. can get cutthroat yeah. if you're if the only people who are doing it are people who are desperately trying to make a living from it. It's not yeah. a relaxed vibe, it's a really competitive vibe. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I thought I was ready for Melbourne, like I thought, well I'd done I'd done two Sydney solo shows um, and then I'd done two Adelaide shows and it doesn't get any tougher than Adelaide, you know? Yeah. But when I got to Melbourne I was like Oh, this is a whole different ball game, and I really got. When you when you say Mel, you thought you were ready for Melbourne. Like Melbourne Comedy Festival. Okay, you've just moved to Melbourne, though. Yeah. But you mean in terms of the comedy festival? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 The comedy festival. I just. I want because yeah, I wasn't ready. It it went from a social, kind of fun hobby, putting a little bit of money into like, oh oh my god, all this pressure and. You know, what it was changed really about hard. what about it was the thing that really changed for you? I think it was hard. It was, was hard. It to, pressure that you put on yourself. Or yeah, was it, it was pressure, pressure I put on myself because um, I definitely put all my eggs into one basket, and it was hard watching my show going from a good show to a really bad show. 
What, like, what do I, you mean? How does could, a show go from a good show to a bad show? Because I've done it 20 times and it just lost that. Oh, you lost your edge. Yeah, I just lost my edge and it was, I wasn't ready for it at all. I should have, looking back on it now, that's the way I work. I work on relaxation, knowing that I got enough material, mm. but, in, but I had all this stuff in order and I thought you had to have a storyline and it was just... Not yeah. your thing. Yeah, it just wasn't my thing. You know? Would you, how would you do it differently if you had to do it again? Well, I think next time, because I went, I went and did Sydney Comedy Festival after I did all new stuff and I didn't have any order to do it in. I just knew what I kind of wanted to say, mm. like a list of stuff. Yeah. And, and yeah, it went awesome. People said it was my best show just because I was... See, you right. work well off energy. Like yeah. you're an energy person, you give energy to the crowd and you take energy from the crowd, you kind of do that thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's what makes your comedy work or not work? Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm like a good crowd will help me, mm. but practice helps me more, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, your practice helps everybody. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah, it's... The type of comedy I do, I've got to be relaxed. And the moment I try to script things or the top, you know, yeah, or or think I've got it in the bag, that's when I screw up. Yeah, you know, um, I think fear drives me a fair bit. Yeah. Like I've got, I've whenever I, I find that whenever I do jokes the first time, usually, like ninety percent of the time, they will go well. Yeah. Because it's, there's that fear in my voice, and then once I kind of, and the audience picks up on that, but once I um, don't, like, once I go, oh, I'm just going to say this, and I've got it in the bag. Yeah. Like, there's no, and then, and then it, yeah, it just fails miserably. So what I do now, I was saying it to um, Hamo the other day that, because uh, I've wrote, written a couple of risque ones at the moment that have like racial things and people think I'm going one way yeah. or another and and then I deliver the punchline and then everyone kind of breathes a sigh of relief like whew yeah. like, oh thank god like that's lucky you know what I mean like and so when I'm delivering those I'm scared every time I do them you don't and they hit them. the hardest yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> that's interesting I um I've come up against this one thing quite recently where I think that I'm fairly, I don't know, not prudish, but I think I'm fairly clean. Yeah, yeah, that's good. But I talk about subjects that are intense. Yeah. So if I get this weird thing where some people who watch me think that I'm being offensive or controversial because I'm discussing topics that are... So, like, I'll give you an example. Like, I do a, a whole segment on pornography. Yeah. And I don't say yeah. any rude words in it. Mm, mm, mm. Pornog- saying pornography is not yeah. a rude thing to say. Yeah. But because I'm talking about this thing that's a, a difficult topic. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it, come, it comes across as more rude. Is that correct? Yeah. Like you, like, People could, find it shocking because it's not a topic that's normally addressed. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Because, oh, yeah, I'm quite clean. I do some dirty stuff. But, um, 
but then I watch Russell Grant, Russell Brand, or Billy Connolly, and they can be as dirty as they want. Yeah. Yeah. My mum hates swearing, and she hates rude stuff. Uh, but they they'll laugh at Billy Connolly till the cows come home. Yeah. Or maybe if you say pornography comes out of your mouth. It sounds much dirtier. Yeah. Or if I'm talking about, you know, the yeah. ethical implications of breast implants. The fact yeah. that I'm talking about breast implants yeah. has made people think about breasts and therefore if a woman is talking about breasts, it must be rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get this with reviewers, which, mm. I mean, obviously mm. reviewers are going to piss you off all the time. Yeah, but they'll yeah, say, yeah. this is a joke about, or she talks about yeah. sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What more need be said about her? I'm like, well, actually, I don't talk about sex i talk about social politics yeah yeah and i'm using sex in, as an example or, or the way yeah. that we approach sex like i find that so frustrating and then yeah. i wonder if anyone's actually getting the joke that i'm telling at all yeah or if they're just laughing because i said anal bleaching like yeah exactly yeah yeah i know i know i know exactly what you mean um yeah i i, I do these in my show i did these musicals like different musicals I'd like to make and one's called Scrotocopter <laughs> and it's just got like this photo of like balls and like yeah the penis being like a acting as a propeller shaft yeah but none of the stuff in my show was kind of rude yeah like but people just said straight away oh like the reviewers and stuff were like that's a crude that is crude drawings you know what I mean it's very crude drawing and I was like yeah it is it's crude but Shouldn't I be able to get away with it? Because I'm not using it as a... Yeah. I'm using it as a bizarre term. Like, yeah. it's not about the, the joke, penis and the, the joke is in the, the joke is in the absurdity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you proposing, like, this technical... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like I'm using swear words on my punchlines. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, I guess, but... No, swearing can be clever and funny, but... Yeah. I, I do find that really frustrating. Yeah, and yeah. I've started putting it into my show where I talk about, like, <laughs> particularly the joke which has, uh, which is about a funeral, yeah. where I talk about anal bleaching. Oh, that one's good. Yeah, I've heard that one. People yeah. always say that that joke is about anal bleaching, but yeah. it's not. <laughs> it's about vanity in the face of death. Yeah. And I've not yet had a reviewer that hasn't mentioned that joke. And I've not yet had a reviewer that's actually seemed to have got the joke. Yeah. Well, like, that mentions the joke as anything other than about anal bleaching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, and it's usually the people that haven't gone through it that, offend, that are offended the most. Yeah. Like when you talk, like Elwood was telling me when he was in the States, he's got this joke about feeding a Rwandan child you know, with his mother bird mash. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Eating and then throwing up the, into the mouth of a Rwandan child. Yeah, yes. yeah. And he said everyone that was white came up and complained to him in the States. Whereas, like, you know, you've got so many more African-Americans in the States and Australia. Well, the target of that joke yeah. is not not Rwandan yeah. children. The target of that yeah, joke yeah. is grotesque overconsumption. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, I, I see that. He said only white people were offended, though. Yeah. Like black people came and shook his hand and it's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, this good joke, man. Trigger, trigger words almost yeah. are so powerful that they almost erase what you've said before and afterwards. Mm, mm, mm. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
it's interesting that 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 phenomenon where people like you can be as careful as you want yeah. explaining what you're going to say, why you're going to say it, and how you're going to say it, and then you say it, and then they're just the only thing they focus in on is the thing that you said. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I felt find uh, it's weird because like I I always try to take a different perspective on things. Yeah. Um, I find it's weird in Melbourne because people are so much more culturally kind of educated here mm. that they just give up on things straight away. Like the mo- like sometimes I tell the story how I went to a gay bar. Yeah. And yeah, I went to this gay bar, and then you just kind of hear people almost go, <sighs> yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like what can what could a country boy ever know about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it's also like, oh, another gay joke. Like, this is going to be terrible. You know, like, oh, yeah. can't we just give it a rest? And you almost want to say to them, hey, it's cool. It's going to be okay. Like, it's not... It's not what it's you not, think it it's is. It's not your normal thing. And then and then they are relieved at yeah. the end, but it's still kind of frustrating. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's, hey, it's going to be okay. But then again, also, you don't blame them. Because yeah. there's just that many bad gay jokes. Like, I'll give you some a, terrible. the epitome of the badness that, yeah. that, or the thing that I find dangerous about it. And I'm wary of sounding like one of these kind of right-wing fuckheads that goes, oh, PC, yeah. is limiting our freedom of speech. But the fact that um, happened recently, there's a, an American advice columnist called Dan Savage. Yeah, right. And he talks about uh, transgendered people. Yeah. And he uses the term tranny. Yeah. And he uses it to talk about the fact that the term tranny is now become not yeah. acceptable yeah. to the trans community. Yeah. And he doesn't think that that should be the fight that they're fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are two sides to that argument. One is that you shouldn't say things that other people find hurtful. And the yeah, other one yeah. is, like, if somebody is misusing a term yeah. without malice... Yeah. To say that it's offensive because other people have used it in a malicious way is kind yeah. of... It's giving those other people too much power and you're also preventing the possibility that you could rehabilitate the term. Yeah. If you say the term tranny is offensive in itself, yeah. like the term itself is offensive, no matter who uses it, no matter what context it's being used in, because it is used by abusive people when they're beating trans people to death, yeah. then you ruin the word. And yeah. you mean, it also means you can't talk about yeah. important subjects. Yeah. Like, I'm really wary of that. Like, <sighs> yeah, I'm, I know what you mean. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's actually come up with me lately as well, something I didn't realise. Um, and uh, I guess I'm on both sides of the fence, but I'm glad I, I didn't see the other side of the fence before. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I've, I've got um, a couple of gay mates and, like, they're just, you know, we like, they call me a fag, I call them a fag, faggot, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and my yeah. brother and I, we call each other faggots and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, but then I've, I, what I didn't learn is you don't really... You don't realise that that is shouted at people mm. across the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't... But then this is the other thing. Like... Like, if if it yeah. if the shouting of it yeah. is the thing that makes it painful to hear... Yeah. 
preventing anyone else from using it means the only people who will ever use that word are abusers. Yeah. Which means the word becomes theirs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I, I know mean? What like, mean. if yeah, you yeah. are a gay guy yeah. who has 30 friends who happily and friendly and, like, nudging you in the ribs call you a fag in a friendly way, then the one guy who's shouting at you across the street is not going to destroy you? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it strikes a chord. It does, it mm. does, it does. And I know, like, I don't like, for example, um, rape threats. I don't yeah. like them. I don't think they're good when yeah, they're done yeah, yeah. ironically. I don't yeah, think yeah, they... Yeah. I find them... They put my teeth on edge, yeah. even if someone's saying them in a completely non-serious way. A lot of guys that I know when I've written a feminist article that's received yeah. some yeah. critique will be like, that was a pretty good article for a woman. Mm. And I know that they mean that in a friendly way, yeah. and it still gets on my nerves. Yeah. But would, would that that's exactly the same thing though for fag, isn't it? Yeah, but that's but, but yeah. That, isn't that exactly the same? That thing? is exactly the same thing. But I don't think. I think that my I don't like this is the but thing I, I guess I'm, that I don't know yeah. what, what the line is. I don't think I can tell my friends yeah not to make that joke. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But I can tell them that I don't find it funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it gets into really troublesome territory where you're talking about just the use of that word as being, or whatever, as, as a hate crime in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or also, the idea that being offended is the equivalent of being violated. Because it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think uh, yeah, I'm probably unqualified to talk about it, because um, I, I don't know what it's like to have... <laughs> racial slurs um i i guess i guess yeah you just hit the nail on the head with what you've stated about but do, do you reckon though that if someone says like oh that was a great article for a woman yeah do you think that if you don't address it then you're not giving them power look is that what you're saying that uh gay people should do because like if you, if you if your friend goes oh hey yeah, it was a great article for a woman. Now go make me a sandwich. Oh, yeah, or something like that. Then you just ignore it or say, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, are you saying that, oh, well, I've got bigger fish to fry. Like, I don't really care about what you just said. I've got bigger fish to fry. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's not funny. I'm not going to reward you for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It's yeah. fine. I, I just don't yeah. know, like... Because when, when you shut them down... Yeah. You're giving them power. Is that correct? Because when no, you go, when you go, no, hey, I, listen, I don't find that funny. Um, see, I don't actually know. Yeah. I don't know whether it's better to dilute a term, yeah, 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 or take it out of circulation. Mm. But I think taking words and terms out of circulation yeah. is not the answer to bigotry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like think about. Okay, so my mum is disabled in various ways. Yeah. I know that she's a person mm. because she's my mum. Yeah. Other people might look at her and only see the disability. Yeah. And they call her, they would call her whatever. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a cripple or, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, an invalid. Yeah. And those are things that are offensive because mm. they 
as terms, they only include one part of your personality, yeah. which is why almost any kind of slur is offensive. Because yeah. if somebody calls you a fag, or someone calls you a crip, or somebody calls you um, a, a Jew, yeah. which is, you know, then those are only touching on one per- part of your personality and pretending that that's your whole personality. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the solution, I don't I don't know that the solution is to not allow anyone to say those words. Yeah. Like I think that's a I think it's a red herring because it's something that you can address. You can stop someone from saying that word. And you can and to a certain extent language does affect the way that you think. Yeah. So if you say a person with a disability, yeah rather than a disabled person, which is the most recent switchover. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the, you have to say the word person, so it means that people will think of you as a person. Yeah. That's all right. Like, that's, yeah. that, that will make a kind of a difference, but it won't make as much of a difference as, for example, g- making more disabled teachers in schools. Yeah. Like, it won't make... It won't change... Yeah. the minds of people that already think that people with disabilities are less people. I'm not sure if I'm explaining this properly. But no, no, I know what you mean. Do you, do you think that... Uh... The solution to fag being used as a hate term is not to ban fag, it's to make it easier for people to know gay people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you think... Because, uh, like, I guess people who, who address this stuff all the time, mm. not all of them... But do you think there's a lot of people out there that they're bored and this is the stuff they address, the little things? Do you think because of the internet and because of, like... Because I think because of the internet, it becomes easier to police language. Yeah, yeah. And and it is something that you can change. You can change language. Yeah. To change culture is much more complicated, it's much more intense, it's much more in-depth, you don't see results so easily, like you can't measure the amount that the hatred of gay people has decreased in the eyes of an Essendon supporter, like you can't, those are not measurable things, but you can, for example, you know, ban a football player who's used this term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And therefore make a big statement about the, the use of that language. Yeah. Uh. But I don't know, like, I just, like, I can see how those changes make a difference. Yeah. But I think, like, efficiency-wise, it might not be the best use of time. Yeah, I know what you mean, because, like, I, I think the internet has, like, uh, people share things, like, articles and... And, um, but I think it stops people from, from doing stuff. Yeah. Like doers. Like, yeah. I remember I, I went out with this girl for a bit and she, um, she was really cool, uh, like an activist and she yeah. lives with a lot of the leading activists in Sydney. Yeah. And they went to protests, um, but they were mostly studying to kind of fight the man from the inside. Mm. You know what I mean? They were doing politics and they, you know, and they didn't really... You know, there weren't people to to jump up and down on what you would know, like, well, you know, like someone like me in that house, of course, it's, I'm just going to be treading on landmines all the time <laughs> with things I say. Yeah. But it didn't seem to matter to them because they were like, well, really, we're going to get through to you our way. 
Yeah. And we're going to do the work. Yeah. Like, we're not going to just sit around and just share stuff on Facebook or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or, you know, I, I think it's appropriate to say that, like, I love big shutdowns. Like, mm. um, uh, obviously, Ian Thorpe came out about being gay. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that columnist guy, Joe Hildebrand. Yeah. Um, he did a tweet. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> He did a tweet, it would be more shocking if Ian Thorpe didn't tell us he was gay. Which is shit, you know? Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, well, uh, being shocking isn't really the point. And then my friend Kyron, he wrote, he wrote, he tweeted at him, Hey mate, the whole thing, he, you know, how stupid are you? Yeah. The whole reason is, you know, he did that to avoid people's expectations, you know? Like, because yeah. he was under pressure from people's expectations. And then, you know, Hildebrand wrote, oh, some stupid thing about Kyron's name. I refuse to be called someone stupid by Kyron, you know? Yeah. And that that's hilarious. Like, <coughs> Kyron shut him down so good. Yeah. But then it's weird that they... I found this article on Pedestrian yeah. about the whole thing about this tweet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, about Joey Hildebrand's stupid tweets. And I'm like, well, I know... I know You're he's... only giving him fuel. Yeah. <coughs> Hey, don't you want to fight him from the inside? Like, like Kyron directly hit him, directly yeah. hit him where he, where it's at, you know? Yeah. But writing about this guy, how he's a bad man, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's a waste of time. Like, don't you want to get at him from the inside? Like, don't you want to make yourself a success so you'll be heard on that stage? There's a really... Do, in, do you know what I'm saying? There's an interesting quote. I was writing... I'm writing an article about offence at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And because I think it is a problem at the moment in our society because it's so easy to reach for offence and I think it's getting more power than it should. Yeah, yeah. Which is not to say that I don't think things can be offensive and I don't... Yeah. Like, I think things can be really horrible and hurt you badly. If somebody says something bad, horrible yeah. to you, it hurts. Like, it's yeah. really bad. But it isn't the same as injury. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah. Necessarily. Like, and also, some people need to be offended. Yeah. Like, oh. for example, me walking, when I was in Syria, me walking down the street without a headscarf yeah. offended some people. Like, yeah. really hurt their feelings. They made, like, it shocked them and it made them feel sick on the <laughs> inside. And there's an argument to be made that I shouldn't be allowed to do that because yeah. it would offend people. Yeah. There's also another argument to be made that some of those principles need to be offended. Yeah. That the guy who wouldn't shake my hand because of his religious beliefs when I was working in the same company yeah. as him deserved to be offended. Yeah. And if you start making offence itself a bad thing... Yeah. It's not the offence that's the bad thing. It's the it's malice and... and, and and oppression. Yeah, oh, yeah. Offense is just a an easy kind of stand-in for things that are actually real. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Like I've, yeah, like uh, it, I'm so honest about things, and yeah, and it's it's hard for me. Like, you know, it, it's hard for people to hear sometimes when I tell them criticisms. Um, my best friends, and I think you probably understand that now. When you hear criticism from me, yeah, but you know that I'm quite happy to get it back, yeah, and that's unfair sometimes because I don't realise that people shouldn't 
uh, you know, the people don't realise that I'll take criticism. So yeah. I'm just there giving them what I think. But also, a lot of people ask for it, and it's like they just want to hear what you want to say. What? Yeah, they they just want to hear. It, they don't want you to give them criticism, but, but they ask yeah. for it, and then I I don't. It's got me into a lot of hot water. I do think it's yeah. worth making an effort to say things in a way yeah. that people can hear them. Yeah. Like, I think some people can't actually hear criticism because yeah. all they hear is an insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and in the same way, I think it's it's worth making an effort to not be offensive in your language and all of those things. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that, that you should just use yeah. Yeah. offensive terms, but I am saying that I think concentrating on offensive terms as the problem yeah when they're not they're just problem yeah. adjacent yeah 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 it's a very um inefficient way of addressing the problem yeah you, you, you're only addressing the problem by you know you're hitting the thing that's right next to the problem yeah which might eat away at the problem a little bit but you're not actually directly hitting the problem head on. No, no. And yeah. you're spending a lot more energy yeah, yeah, yeah. for much less effect. Anyway, this is the um, quote that I'm using in the beginning of my article. It's from a 1915 article um, called The Problem of This and That. And it's just... Um, my computer's just crashed my word. Oh, I know. It's all right. I'll see if I can find it in my... Here we go. Um... Yeah, but yeah, I exactly uh-huh. I agree. Good. Here it is. It is clear then that being shocked is simply a way of recovering our balance. It's also a way of recovering our sense of superiority. There is more pleasure in being shocked by the sin of one's neighbour or one's neighbour's wife than in eating cream buns. And I think that's the point. Like, it's so much fun to be offended. Yeah. That you kind of miss the point. Yeah. Of whatever it is that is, like the being offended about something is like a red flag yeah. that points to a real problem. Yeah. You're like, and whatever the problem is is worth exploring because the offence is like, why am I so sensitive about this? Is yeah. it a real yeah. attack or is it something that I feel inferior about or is it something that, for example, it's not usually an insult to call a girl thin. Yeah. But if you call a, a, a girl who is thin, it's not usually an insult to call her thin. But a girl yeah. who is fat it is an insult to call her fat. Yeah, yeah. And she will be offended by that. Why? It's not because fat is a bad word. Yeah. It's not because it's not true. Yeah. It's because we have a whole cultural fucked upness about yeah. obesity and, and appearance and all of that. And that's worth... That's the problem that's worth dealing with. It's not just you're not allowed to call anyone fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you just don't call anyone fat, the problem doesn't go away. Yeah. Like, yeah. either for the person who is fat or for society. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. doesn't, you know, and it's not, you know, it's just going to hurt their... Calling them fat might hurt their feelings, and so you might not want to call them fat. But that's not actually the problem. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's weird that you bring the fat one up because I, I had a friend and she was like, "Well, why why can't I meet a guy?" And and then I, I honestly told her. I said, "Well, I think it's just like you are. Um, I think you will meet a guy, but I said, you know, you 
not the easiest person to to be around all the time. You know, what <laughs> I mean? You're very fussy and yeah, you yeah, um, it's tough. But I'm your friend, you know, like yeah. Uh, and she's like, no, I'm I'm not like this. And I said, come well, come on, t- tell me what you think about me. Like, and, and but before that, I prefaced it. Yeah. I was like, well, look, I've got a lot of, I've got more issues. You're much more successful in your life than me. Yeah. But this is what I think, mm. and here are my issues. Like, I'm messy and everything. However, I think that you can be, you don't, you know what I mean. You don't um, take every opportunity that's put in front of you. You know what I mean. Yeah. You, you should give more things a go. You know, rather than just shutting them down, whatever. And she's like, well, yeah. She goes, uh, you're fat. And I said, yeah. I, I'm. She's like, oh, no, you're not fat. And I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, my body could be in a lot better shape. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I said, you're right. Like, <laughs> you are right, you know? And, and it's, and I said, it's hard for me to hear, but I've got to embrace it. Yeah. Know? And that's what I need, you know? And sometimes you need... Like I was, I was sitting down with another comic, and we were talking about um, how our shows didn't sell out well at Melbourne Comedy Festival, and he's like, oh, "I don't know whether I want to do another Melbourne Comedy Festival show." And he says, "I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do?" And I, I said, "Listen, mate, look, you've been going for so long, yeah, but really, this is what I've been asking myself as well, and maybe you should ask yourself that too." Who really wants to hear your shit? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what sets you... Apart. Apart. Well, why would someone... Yeah. Like, it's easy for us to say, oh, my show didn't sell out. Oh, I don't know. Like, but what, what sets why you... Why should it? Why, yeah. Why? Who gives a crap? Oh, Nick Capper, he had a year where this weird stuff happened to him. Who cares? Like, really? <laughs> who, who cares? But, I mean, yeah, it's easy to say that and... I mean, there's successful comics who have that, but, you know, it's offensive stuff you need to hear, and it's hard to hear. It hurts your soul. You're like, oh. Well, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing about you, and I think I know who you're talking about, which is your, I mean, for him particularly, if you go to his show, you will laugh a lot. Yeah, yeah. But why should you go to his show if you've never heard of him before? Yeah. Like, just out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking at his yeah. sales pitch or whatever. Yeah. Why would you go to his show? Yeah. And that's the only thing that will sell a show. Yeah. There's a comedian in Sydney who is not funny. Yeah. But he sells out almost every show that he does. Yeah. And there's some sense that comedians feel that that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's... That's really fair. It is fair. Like, what he's good at is selling tickets. And that's what you have to be good at to sell tickets. Yeah, yeah. And if if what you want to do is sell tickets, you need to take some pages out of his book. Ideally, you can do that without compromising how funny you are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And And getting people in the door is like a completely different thing from making people laugh once they're in the door. It's two separate skill sets. Yeah. And it would be wonderful if just making people laugh once they were in the door like traveled you back in time so more people would buy tickets but it doesn't yeah oh yeah 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 exactly like uh those are the people i kind of look i try to learn from now yeah you know what i mean like i try to learn from other comics but really you know that i think i think being a good comic uh for me personally it's like just your own 
your own journey and your own experiences and just keep taking opportunities and keep working hard and you'll be fine. Yeah. But uh, the next thing is selling tickets. Like that's a whole... Yeah. I mean, know, there's comedian as comedian, comedian yeah. as artist, and then there's comedian as small business owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those are two different kinds of skill. Yeah. And you have to balance them if you want to make a living doing this. And if you don't want to, then that's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you have to do other stuff to make a living. And some people work much better that way because with the comedy lifestyle, they don't get enough input to actually write interesting jokes. They don't feel connected yeah. enough to the world. And so they have to have a day job and do their comedy at night and yeah. that works for them. And other people, it's the opposite. If they do a day job, they have no energy or time to write. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I just think it's the height of blindness to think that you like the word of mouth thing everyone's yeah. like oh if it's good enough word of mouth and you yeah. go yeah but there's somebody who sold twice as many tickets yeah, who will yeah. also have word of mouth and that's twice as many people word of mouthing yeah for them yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah and, and and often the people that i we've all been there i don't know if you've been there i've, I've been there like i've i've hated on people who've sold heaps of tickets and i haven't found them funny and mm. you know everyone's like why well, don't find but often they become good friends of mine, you yeah. know? And I realized that, yeah, I can I can learn from this person rather yeah. than just bagging them out all the time, you know, out of jealousy. Most of the time I find when I, when I talk down on a comic, it'll be out of jealousy. Like, it, it won't be out of, you know, yeah, either. It's an interesting thing. I got pinged very early on. Um, for gossiping yeah when i hadn't actually yeah <laughs> but it was a really good object lesson in how quickly gossip can travel and yeah. so ever since then i've tried to keep my nose super clean yeah 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 um what had happened was that somebody who i think just didn't like me yeah had passed on to somebody who was quite high up the comedic ranks that i'd said something about them yeah, right, okay. That I actually had not said. Yeah. But he yeah. hated me. Yeah. For ages, without me knowing it. Yeah. For having said this thing that I hadn't said. Yeah, right. And I thought, holy shit, if you can get in this much trouble yeah, yeah. for something you didn't say, yeah. just keep your, just don't, just don't even start. Oh. Just don't even start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's, that's like... Yeah, I just found it. I've got my opinions, but I, I, if, if if friends ask me for criticism, I give them criticism. But yeah. really, I've I've been doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, um, yeah criticism. Yeah. I I I will say what I think, yeah. uh, but I'll only say it if I have already said it to the person's face. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean, like yeah. if I have an opinion. Yeah. And I want to share it around. X joke is offensive, or yeah. he's a misogynist, or that's racist, or whatever. I will only say it after I've said it to the person's face, because then no one can hurt you with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No one can be like, Oi, Stan, did you hear that Alice had said this about yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, And he goes, yeah. She said that to me already. Yeah. That's a, and it also means that you're careful about the way you put things. Yeah. If you think of yourself having to say it to the person. Oh yeah, first. yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, that hot, 
uh, I find when you get older, it's you get dipl- more, more diplomatic in the preface. Yeah. Like the, if you if you give a person you sugarcoat a, the pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly the preface. Like, look, this is what I'm going to say. I, I never give advice in comedy. Like, I never do. Mm. And I say, look, this this is not this is not advice. This is a personal opinion. Mm. Don't take it. Don't have to do it. There's no right or wrong in comedy. Before I say anything, if anyone asks for my advice or yeah, if, yeah, I, yeah. If, I, if, if I feel like... You hand them an eight-page disclaimer. Yeah, yeah, I right. hand them the disclaimer and then that's... It always works because yeah. people are just like, okay, that's cool. But yeah, also I think uh, I think all the gossiping and stuff is, fo- is fine, um, but I don't think people realise that the work comes through. If you work, yeah, then people look past it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you obviously work. Yeah. And that, you know, that puts you past it, you know. I think there was a lot of people who didn't have time for me when I first started comedy and things like that. And Why do you think that? Oh, just because I guess I was a bit odd and I just, I hung with uh, a couple of crazy guys who weren't really reliable, but, but probably the best comics I've ever seen, some of them, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so... You but got that reputation for being maybe for just hanging out with people. You yeah, know what I mean? Like that's people just, just it instantly rubs off, thought, doesn't it? "Oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah." Like I reckon, I because rec- uh, uh, yeah, I was I'm associated with Fuck Club. Like it for years, uh, people just didn't even look at me because you know because I was friends with yeah the whole crew and I I'd I'd helped kind of created I guess well the ethos of fuck club came from quite a cynical place yeah, right? yeah. it was that the established comedy scene didn't offer something yeah. that they wanted to offer yeah and so if you're associated with that the established scene the people who are booking gigs will look at you and go you don't like us yeah yeah and nothing makes you hate someone than more than thinking they don't like you oh yeah 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 exactly but now that now that now the um the big comics love it, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and they've well, not not the, like not that they hated it before, but the promoters and everybody is like, oh, okay, well, it's got something. You know, they're just like, well, why would you? Can't you just see the work I put in? Like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm doing this, but then also, like, I'll like, do anything. Now. I'll be at the Laugh Garage. I, I do gigs at Newcastle, Port mm. Macquarie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I'm going to Maury in Varel, and I um, and I still do the job. Like, yeah. I've been going for six or seven years. You think? I go out to a country town and not know what I'm doing. You should seriously. Um, we should wrap this up, but you should do a documentary of your country. Oh yeah, we're we're doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've already you've already thought of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, but the the work always comes through. If someone's like sweating about, oh, I've done this, I said something bad, I said, look, well, you don't need to worry about any of that. No. The work is what shows. That's the moral of the story. Nick Kepper, are you online anywhere? Uh, yeah, I have my uh, website, uh, nickkapper.com. Kappa with a double P. Yeah, N-I-C-K-C-A-P-P-E-R.com. And you've got tour dates coming up, anyone who's in country New South Wales. I think we have a few listeners in country New South Wales. So. Yeah, in November, I'm doing that show with Carla Ritchie. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm coming down to Sydney this month. And in September, I'm in Sydney. Cool. Yeah. Returning home. You're having tea with Alice. Thank you, Nick Kappa.